Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug, and Et. joining me this week, uh, because Justin is off doing other stuff, is uh, once again, welcome back for, I don't know, sixth time? Many. Seventh time? So many. Eighth time? Uh, Noah Reno! Hello! I should have had a sound thing ready to go to celebrate that. <laughs> for, um, for the for the manyth time on the on the show another new camera angle but this will hopefully be the last one i think yes. i'm done changing my camera angles and listen hey if you need to switch some stuff around you do it that's totally cool <laughs> you know there's no judgment here it's all good <laughs> yeah no Noah was kind enough to step in and help out because um justin is currently moving into a real house so which is super cool um i'm super pumped justin uh, moved uh, to a new city and he's been there uh, about a year in an apartment trying to find a house and he was trying to find a house when he was in the Chicago area couldn't find one ended up moving up to Michigan and then he finally got it and now he's moving in and I'm so pumped for him hell yeah because I we've talked about it on the show but I don't think you realize every week Justin has to set up his setup and he doesn't like his setup but it works and he basically goes into his bedroom that he shares with his wife and he sets up his camera he just he puts this stuff together his wife can't come in and go to bed he's basically occupying the space and now he's going to have a dedicated space where he's actually going to put some you know i almost said effort that's not the word i'm thinking <laughs> exactly. but he's going to care for once He's gonna. Ha he has a reason to care because it's like this is my space. This is my production space, and I'm. I can't wait to see what he does to set up in it. And he's been talking about trying to get a PC, you know, which will be awesome. Yes. So, because God willing, he'll join us for some of those video game streams. So I, I was telling him about the Red Dead Online stuff. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you are a perfect candidate for that. I go, don't be. I don't know what I'm doing in the game. And that game would be perfect with Justin. Justin is an X factor that would make that game just a little bit sweeter. I so. got B in on it. They're loving it. They love the, oh, no the cowboy fantasy. Oh, it's so good, man. I just love it because, you know, when we play, because anyone who doesn't know, who hasn't heard Noah on here before, Noah also streams, uh, uh, you know, at Noah Reno uh, uh, Twitch. And then also you've seen him on many a clip either from this Many podcast times. itself or from the video game streams, uh, most recently as uh, uh, Gilk, old Gilky, uh, from the Red Dead Online, uh, leader of the uh, Creamy Bottom Boys. And, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> the sad realization over those two seconds where you're like, yeah, that's something I made up. That's what they're that's called. That's something that I do. I don't, the, the Augie Gilk and, and Andy America are the Soggy Bottom that's right. boys, Soggy Bottom gang. Creamy Bottom, not creamy, Soggy Bottom. Creamy Bottom gang. Soggy yeah. Bottom boys, Creamy Bottom gang. <laughs> Big difference. I, yeah. Big difference between those two. Much respect. So um, we have we have a lot of fun playing those characters and uh, just getting into shenanigans in general. And uh, there's a new game hopefully we'll be getting into soon 
called Dark and Darker. Uh, it's currently like a demo's out right now, and it is like a fantasy non like it'll it's a perfect it's a perfect just meal for uh creepy bottom boys that's a good that's a good way to put it that's good words for it it's it's perfect meal good for consumption yes i'm looking forward to uh trying that out so um i think it's do we know when it's i know it's coming out soon but i don't know exactly i I don't know release day i think i think they said third quarter of 2023 so okay later this year not bad not bad okay well hopefully um when that comes out i'm getting it so yeah uh, definitely ought to, be, get, ought to get in on this beta while it's happening i'm sure they'll probably take it down put it back up before the game comes yeah. out or whatever but yeah i'll uh i'll definitely feel like giving that a try at some point hopefully sometime this week uh as a as a heads up just right now letting you all know there's will be no video game stream this weekend i'm going out of town so no video game stream but uh we'll be back you know regular time for the podcast next week with another guest host uh, because Justin is still occupied for, for the next couple of weeks. So you're in luck. The cool people are coming by to hang out while Justin is out doing his stuff. Well, not to, not to, the kids will play. Not to insinuate that Justin's also not a cool person because he totally is. It's just he's out doing stuff, so I got to find cool people to, you know, it's, back It's just like even if you have a cool teacher, you like to have a substitute from time to time. Right. You still you know, like, you listen. Know. Yeah. Ice cream's awesome, but you eat it every day. You still need to have a break and have pizza, you know, yeah. break it up, you know. Then you occasionally get the the pizza and the ice cream at the same time, which some would yes. argue is not as good. But, you know, <laughs> sweet and savory. That's what people say. Because you know, in, in that instance, that would be if any of these guests are on the show when Justin is also here. Yes, that is that is what we strive it happens for. Happens sometimes. For. It's good. It does. Sometimes we make that happen. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. I'm so happy for Justin. Justin, if you're listening, which you aren't, just know that we love you. And uh, I hope the movement is going well. And I can't wait to see your setup when you're done. So, Justin, specifically, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, be sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. And be sure to leave a comment. Tell, let us know how you how you feel about the show so far. Yeah. Justin, leave us a comment about how things are going with moving in. You know, what's what's your ideal what's setup? It like? What's it going to look like? What, what yeah. it, well, how do you think that uh, how, how could you help somebody else move? Right. With you using yeah. your words. And, and design wise like what, what's your goal you know you like square you rooms for- you kind of like an open wall open concept thing or you're like two point three point lighting like what kind of guy are you you mm. know you just go for the bare minimum what are you thinking and you do one you do one light one light only <laughs> one light one light to rule them all i guess I, I have two lights yes two point light system i got two point lights as well my, as i just stared at my, them that was my, a terrible idea my, i'm like ah. My lighting professor would probably not be happy with my lighting setup, but I only have so many options in this space. Yeah, got to make the most of it, you know? So, booyah! Booyah to Justin. Booyah, booyah. And uh, we'll see you soon, pal. Um, But yeah, just like Noah said, hey, if you're here and you're enjoying yourself, hit that like button. It's free. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. free. Support us. We're doing well, man. We're, We're over 325 subs right now, which is pretty cool. Like, we're just climbing those ranks moving right along so thanks to everyone who's done that and uh you know while you're here uh, leave a comment leave your favorite emoji whatever you're gonna do if you're like doug hey i'm just listening to this okay i'm not on youtube that's cool uh wherever you're listening to this on, on the old podcast leave a review world, uh, on the podcast app leave a rate maybe rate we'll, it. Maybe we'll read it. it who knows we'll yeah. read it on the show 
Yeah, right. right? Well, Let only us know. within now when we're done with this recording, though. <laughs> right. If yeah. You leave we'll a, check it, it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll check it out. It'll be good. We appreciate <laughs> it. And if you're just listening to it, you're like, wait, I didn't know you were on YouTube. We are. YouTube.com slash podcast. We live stream on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central, most of the time. And I also host a video game stream on Fridays, most of the time, uh, at 8 p.m. Central. So, you know, again, not this week, but in the past, we've been doing some cool stuff. Last weekend, uh, Seth and I played We Were Here, which is a puzzle game. It's actually free to play on Steam, so you can do it yourself. But here's the thing. You should have a partner. You can be crazy and go rando and see if you can do it with someone. But the conceit of it is you essentially are two people that are in Antarctica and you come across a castle. And as you enter the castle, you get split up. And one of you is in like a library and the other one's called the Explorer. And you have a one-way radio that you can use to talk. But you can't, like as one person's talking, the other person can't talk to them. So you can talk, but they won't be able to hear you. So you have to sort of figure out some puzzles as you're going along. And it's a little creepy. At the same time, there's some creepy elements to it, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Seth and I are really dumb, and um, it was it was a real shameful experience for the probably the first 20 minutes as we couldn't figure out the first puzzle. I loved it. Uh, I'm glad you did because I'm like <laughs> we're dumb, we're dumb, we're dumb, dumb, dumb. But there were some really fun moments in it, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool game, and we bought the sequel, so we will be playing that again. Uh, in the near future as well so definitely enjoy those so stay tuned for all those live streams and all that good stuff as well so uh, if you would like to join the discord be part of the cool mind gap crew link in the description down below you can meet all the cool people be part of the community you can also check out the link to our merch down there as well at redbubble.com and if you're feeling so inclined patreon.com slash mind gap podcast you can drop some dollar dollar bills to help support us uh, never required, but always appreciated. So, there we go. That right there is what we call fucking housekeeping. And it's done. Noah, how the hell have you been, man? You haven't been on here since December, you oh. know, and you're rocking. You're, you're you're doing great. You're back on Twitch, yes. which is cool. Tell people what you're up to, man. Yeah, so since the last time I was on the podcast, I've returned to Twitch for my streaming stuff. Um... I moved into a house myself. Uh, I've bought a car in the last week, and I am I'm getting to the be- I mean the ma- the inner machinations, the beginnings of uh, of starting a business. So, lots of big moves. Twenty twenty three is going to be a massive year uh, for the Adno Arno household, and uh, we're hoping we're also hoping to expand like the twitch formula i'm hoping i'm hoping to break out just break out of gaming a little bit do a little bit more other stuff tbd uh, details coming later but if you're interested in that teasers tune in that's really cool (laughs) yeah i enjoy uh, i enjoy watching you stream it's always a good time i often will have it on while i'm doing work or meetings and stuff like that just uh you know Playing GeoGuessr, yeah. uh, luck be a landlord. Luck be a landlord. That's yeah, kind of my watch. goal. That's my target audience: is people who are at work that don't want to be there. That's why I stream <laughs> at like noon, yeah, <laughs> instead of like eight o'clock at night when everybody else is gone. Hey, it's it's smart, right? There's got to be programming somewhere, you yeah, know. Exactly. So it's pretty cool. It makes sense. So <laughs> I, got, I, I got a niche I'm trying to hit. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, so you all you all should check it out. Uh, check out Noah and all of his cool stuff. It's it's definitely enjoyable. It's very entertaining. So. Check him out. Check him out uh, on the Twitcheroos. So, 
Anywho, let's uh, let's get to like our first sort of uh, main topic here, and and it's something that's been on so many people's minds. It's been on so many different social media feeds. It's been all over the place. People are talking about it, and it's it's Netflix and how they're changing password sharing. The crackdown yeah. is here, or almost here, mostly here. They're testing it in in, in other countries. Yeah, and essentially they're like, hey, we know people like to share passwords with each other, and uh, they're like, I need that money. I need that money because shares are down and, you know, we got to find a way to, to, to milk the Gilkers, as they say, you know, they've so, took away our shares. So we're going to take away your shares. Yes. That's what Netflix is saying. Yeah. So I think the, the long and short of it is that there's password sharing fees. I don't know a ton of the specifics on this, but um, essentially like I, I believe this is it's kind of like you have to be signed into a particular network IP address that's tied to a location. You have to do it like once a month. Yes. I don't know if it's changed since I've I've read that initially, but essentially you have to um yeah, you basically have to check in with your home network once a month. Otherwise it's gonna be like, hey, you gotta pay for an extra yes. account more or less to to do this. So um, it's causing quite the stir. I think the additional extra members like seven fifty a month. Right. And it, it sounds like it's kind of like, so if you share a password and they use your account, if it's not on your internet, it will sign out of all of those devices. If I'm understanding mm-hmm. correctly. And then you just cannot have more than one user on an account. Like you can't have everybody's pro- own profiles. Those are going to cost money now to have mm-hmm. in like different profiles maybe that's what that's kind of what i got i glean from the article mm-hmm. and this article comes from cnet by the way um and you know my initial thought to this was um eh, it doesn't bother me too much because uh jill and i have one account that we use and it's funny because jill has a profile on there that um I also use because we got it years ago when it first, uh, you know, Netflix, we were still getting DVDs before it even started streaming and stuff like that. So it was just Jill set it up. So it was always Jill's profile. And so it's got the weirdest recommendations because it's got like whatever true crime stuff that Jill watches. Plus it's like, oh, check out this anime, you know, like (laughs) it's got a weird combo of things that, uh, you know, it keeps suggesting. And then Natalie has her own profile that she watches for, for kid stuff. But you know, when I think about this, it's like it's always on our network. You know, we're you know we're not yeah. we're not you know we have one account, one password, and it's just the two of us use it. And you know, it is what it is. So, um, to me, initially at this stage in my life, it doesn't bother me too much because I'm not I don't share passwords with anybody for anything. So yeah. this in particular doesn't bother me too much for like the initial stages. I think it's a little more complicated. The more that I think about it, right. but that's kind of where I am initially. How about you? So uh, our Netflix situation is we made our Netflix account, but my wife's parents pay for it. Okay. And so they they use it. And of course, we use it. So we have like four four profiles on it. And each of us have our own whatever, that like, our own algorithm. And, our, and so like all of us use it basically. So it's interesting that we won't be able to do that anymore because we, mm-hmm. we, 
even though it's like it doesn't feel like password sharing because it's like we set up the account basically for them but like we we use it and now just because we have two sets of people like our two ip addresses we have to pay you know upwards of eight to ten dollars or whatever to to maintain just what we always had already yeah it kind of sucks um it really sucks i i guess i get on a certain level like I'm sure there there are people who have been using Netflix since like 2014, just off of somebody mm-hmm. else's password, or like an yeah. ex girlfriend like stayed logged in on their account, or yeah, there's people who forgot to sign out at, at like an Airbnb or whatever, and people have been using that one, like just strangers have just been using these people, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but I don't think it's an issue. I, I like I, I don't know. They they still make money. They're still pumping millions of dollars into. Sh- I understand that their stocks are down now, but it's like I don't know. I feel like just I think like that's that's kind of because a lot of the content they've been pr- producing lately is not so good, and there's not stuff on the platform that people want to watch. There's like yeah. There's it's it's not. It's, there's not a cause and effect to the password sharing thing because it's been done for ages. It's been done forever. And at Netflix's peak, I'm sure that password sharing was also at its peak. I mean, I don't have the numbers on that. Don't quote me. But I think now Netflix is just a less appealing platform. And so I, I guess charging people more money to use your platform that people want to use less is not a good way to have more people use your platform. Well, I think there's just obviously more competition now, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, and I think that's, you know, I think that's part of it is that, you know, Netflix at its peak didn't have as much competition. So it's kind of like um, I, I liken it to say someone uses a song, you know, that doesn't belong to them. Right. And it doesn't make any money. Usually the copyright owner is not going to go after you for it. But the second that starts blowing up. You know, starts getting a lot of attention, you know, all this sort of stuff. Someone's like, hey, use that song without asking. I want, I want, I want some fucking money for that, you know, yeah. or some sort of situation. It's the same thing with Netflix. Netflix is like, ah, oh, this is fine. But now, because uh, stock's dipping and, you know, subs have kind of plateaued, they're looking for a way to cash in mm-hmm. on some of that stuff because they're like, hey, these sons of bitches are out there, <laughs> you know watching this stuff and they're sharing passwords that's some horse shit and it's like well i don't know it's weird because again for me personally this doesn't affect me but i started thinking okay well what if natalie was in college you know and jill and i were paying for netflix and she had her own profile i'd be like yeah you can still i don't give a shit but she wouldn't be able to do it at that point because Mm -hmm. it'd be like hey she's not in your home stuff she's gonna have to buy her own i'm like that kind of sucks you know that if that were the case to basically be like, oh yeah, so just because you're not physically here, it's it almost seems like a very archaic model of like old school cable, mm-hmm. right? Like think about, oh well, Doug has uh, Doug has HBO at his house, so if you want to watch HBO, you have to go to his house yeah. to watch it. You know, you can't just yeah. be like, well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna borrow his account and watch it on my TV. It's like, no, your TV's not hooked up with HBO, so you can't watch it. You know? <laughs> It yeah, it's kind of kind of weird and old. Unlike on, on like a cost level, I it's weird for me because so I have pretty much every streaming service. I have Netflix, Discovery, HBO, Hulu, um, 
Disney and Peacock. Mm-hmm. Peacock I get for free with my cable or my Wi-Fi. And then I'm paying for HBO and Discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I split Disney with everybody who's on my Spotify plan, which I'm going to talk about Spotify later because they do this well. Um, mm-hmm. And then I get, actually I have Paramount as well through somebody else and I have Hulu through somebody else. So it's like on a certain level, I'm trading some of these things. So it's like, I am paying mm-hmm. for this service. And then for in exchange for me paying for it, somebody else is using it. And then I'm using something that they are paying for. Yeah. So it's like, I'm breaking even on all of these overlapping ones. It's like, I'm basically paying for HBO and Disney, but I have everything. And that cost is being supplemented elsewhere. Other people sure. are paying for the services that I that I am using, and I'm paying for the services that they are using. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very strange. It's strange, but I like it. It's and a if, barter system, but it kind of makes sense to me, you know. Yeah. In that, you guys aren't pirating it, necess- you know, outright because that's the stuff where I'm just like, yeah, yeah. No, if someone's straight up going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to download all this shit and torrent and everything mm-hmm. like that, it's it is what it is. Uh, but the fact is, uh, yeah, you're paying for some and leasing <laughs> that out <laughs> to other people and then vice versa. You're leasing from other people and they're paying for it, but it's it, it works. So if the ultimate goal is that every single user for Netflix has to pay a subscription, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, finances, just folks just get a giant boner thinking about that because... All those, it you makes know, sense. That, all those users equates to equates to what it is. But the problem is, you didn't start out doing that. Mm-hmm. You started out. It's just like Napster when you you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Where like people are like, yeah, I'm downloading music for free, and they're like, okay, now you're gonna pay for it. And people are like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I've just been getting it for free. Now you tell me you have to pay. It's it's just it's it's a dangerous. It's a slope that you you, you go down. Yeah. and There's no coming back from it. And so with this, it just it feels. Kind of gross. Um, I feel like some of the reactions to it have been also kind of obnoxious to me, where I've seen these people be like, Dear Netflix, <laughs> I'm not going to use you anymore. Do you know why? <laughs> because this person, I think this person was trying to make a good point, but it came off as very entitled. Yeah. They're like, You know what? My parents don't even like Netflix. You know, they don't even use it. They don't watch it because there's nothing on there that they want to watch. But do you know what? I like to do it. I like to watch it. And I keep telling them to renew our subscription because I like to use that stuff. Well, guess what? I don't live with my parents. So you know what I'm going to tell them? I'm going to tell them to fucking cancel it. I'm like, okay, okay, you can do that. Or you can pay for it yourself. You know, like... (laughs) That's the, th- the vibe of like, my parents are paying for this mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell them not to pay for it anymore. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, it's very strange too, because they're doing this at the, about around the same time that they are canceling or finishing a lot of their most popular shows. So like, mm-hmm. they like, especially uh, this is a different conversation is the animation world is, is crumbling. Oh right yeah. Now, but a lot of shows have been canceled recently. They've they've not been renewed for season two or season three or like Stranger Things has one season left. And like Wednesday mm-hmm. it was like the most watched show of 2022. And yes, it got a second season, but you could only draw out a story of Wednesday Adams so fucking far. Yeah. So 
I just don't know. I just I don't think it's super smart of them to. Uh, who knows? They might see a big influx of you know new users or people who are like ten years ago got a password from somebody and they're like, oh, okay, I can I can buy it. I use it. Whatever. But you're also gonna you're definitely gonna see an influx of people who just cancel it. Who who yeah. even people who actively use it but share it with fifteen people and are like, well, those fifteen people aren't gonna buy it and. I use it less than them. So like, I'm not going yeah. to renew my subscription that I've been paying for, for everybody or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's very strange. Uh, I, I've, but I, it had me thinking about how Spotify does it. Um, and Spotify, of course, is very different. The music industry is very different than the television industry, but the Spotify family plan is cool because you can still exploit it <laughs> because everybody is supposed to be under the same roof is everybody's supposed yeah. to, it's supposed to be the same household, but you, they only ask you to confirm that you live in the same household via the website where you just put mm -hmm. in the address of the account hold like the account owner. And then they say, okay, you know, their address, so you must live with them. And that's, yeah. and then it just works. It's awesome. And it would be more interesting if Netflix were to do something like that, where you still pay this premium for this plan that mm -hmm. allows you to have multiple people on it, but you can just do what you want with it at that point. Yeah. Where I would be fine paying 15 bucks for Netflix if I could just give that to everybody. If I could just let sure. everybody have it, if they know, okay, multiple people are using this, this pass, or even if they like, you get five password shares a month. You, like sure. you can you can have five like login devices a month, and you as the owner of the account can sign out of any of those at any time. Yeah, there's op there's options there other than just no, we're not doing it at all, and we're going to pay you more to do it. Or like, no, actually, I, I like that because again, it gives you the user the power to decide how that's being used. Right, it's not being dictated to you by by netflix it's just like i like the idea of like yeah pay a premium decide how many logins you want for you know whatever like you get like up to five or six or whatever. like there's a family plan like however spotify does it like you can have up to x amount of people beyond this thing and then that's what you get and then when that's if you if you reach it great if you don't so be it whatever it's fine then you just get to do it you get to don't don't have to physically yeah. that's the stuff that kind of like rubs me the wrong way is like you have to physically be tied to this right. IP address which is stray, bizarre yeah because because what do you, you, you what you said before like it doesn't make sense even if because mm -hmm. it sounds like you to have multiple accounts you have or to, basically you have to have multiple accounts you make your account for your IP address. And then to like have another account, you have to pay the 750 or whatever. But that is just at this at that point, that is just another Netflix account. So like yeah. like you said, if when Natalie goes to college and you guys want to use your Netflix account, she just has to have her own Netflix account. Like yeah. if you guys continue to pay for it or whatever, if you're paying eight dollars for a Netflix account, just pay the ten dollars and it could be her own Netflix account. Like yeah, so it, right. it doesn't make any sense to like to differentiate it like that, even if it is still based off if it's based off of your IP address still, or if it's or if it's not, if it's based off whatever internet she's on, then yeah, then why wouldn't then why would she just have her own Netflix account under her own email address? Why would it have to go through you guys at all? Yeah, I just I get stuck on the fact that this feels like an old school approach. You know, like imagine 
Natalie goes to college. She's staying. She has roommates, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna get Netflix." And as you know, a house or whatever, they're doing their Netflix. But someone has to be kind of like the main controller of the account, right? And so when it's done, they can cancel. It just seems very like tied to a physical thing, and in, in Netflix and stuff like that is such so much not a physical thing. So I, I again, it's just it seems weird to me that it's like no, no, no. Oh, do you want to watch this? Well, you have to go over to their house. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're just like one step removed from that. Oh no, no, you have to physically go to that person's house and watch it. Yeah, it's very. It's it does feel it feels old. It feels backwards. Yeah, it feels very strange. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. So right now, short term for me, I'm like, eh, whatever. It's not really going to affect me unless I misunderstand what this is and like, you know. You, Jill and I share the same account, but so I can't imagine that would be a problem because not. it is what it is. But I don't know. We'll see how that goes in the future. I'm also concerned because if this makes even five cents, these other streaming services are going to be all over it. They're going to do the exact same thing. Netflix is basically taking the plunge and they're going to give it a try. Yeah. But this, if this does, if this makes even a does, is it remotely successful? The other streaming services are going to do the exact same thing, and they're going to come cracking down because they want to get that money. Yeah, which would really suck. Because <laughs> that's the thing is, people are like, well, I'll just go to another streaming service. But if all the streaming services are doing mm-hmm. it, then again, I think that just restricts. Like, people aren't going to be. That makes the competition even stiffer, in my right. opinion, uh, because you have to choose what one you are like loyal to. Yeah, and that sucks. Because I don't want yeah. to be I, I like I, I just want the the whole point of this is to have access to everything. The reason why yeah. we share passwords is, again, I'm paying for the stuff that I want directly. But then yeah. say the one fucking thing that I want to watch is on Hulu and I don't have Hulu. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, buddy, you have Hulu. I want to watch this thing. Can I snag yeah. your Hulu? It, yeah. And, and that's all it is. That's literally all mm-hmm. it is. I am paying for my way into the majority of the stuff that I want. I'm paying for my platform. And then I'm just dipping my toes for the other stuff. It's weird because I feel like when you put it that way, that's where it starts getting murky for me. <laughs> you know, because if anyone's listened to this before, they're like, Doug, you're being a hypocrite because <laughs> this is the kind of stuff I would rail on before about piracy in that. You know, my big thing was like, oh, do you want to watch that show? Well, then you got to pay for that show. Oh, you don't want to pay for that show? Then you don't get to watch that show. And that's kind of how I've approached things. Like, I've never had Hulu or anything. There's been occasional things that pop up on there. I'm like, oh, it's on Hulu. I'm not going to I'm not gonna pay for Hulu because it's just another thing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to use it that much. And, you know, that is the danger nowadays. They have goddamn businesses. There's services and apps that you download that help you manage your subscriptions. Yeah. Because... That's the bad thing. Is everything's a subscription nowadays, and, and it's a great, a it's a great business. And you forget, right. yeah. Or you sign up because you want to watch that one show, and you're like, "Well, that'll be back in a year." Mm-hmm. And then you still say subscribe. Like I can't tell you how long we say we subscribe to Apple TV, you know, like or Apple Plus or whatever it is. And I never watched a single goddamn show mm-hmm. on there. Joe watched a couple things and finally I like I just canceled it because I'm like we're not using this like I got rid of Showtime at one point because we were Joe was really into the, some shows on Showtime I'm like we're not using this app like <laughs> shut it down like how much money are we throwing away but because everything is a subscription it's like that stuff adds up over time so if yeah. you increase if you're gonna like 
maybe like raise the barriers to this sort of stuff it's just going to make this even more important that you have the best quality content that people are going to want to be willing to pay for and netflix has a lot of content i mean they have a lot of great shows yeah. on there i mean they have a lot of great ips that i like and and things like that so i i will stay with them for the time being because hell just today i rewatched um the animated um witcher show uh mm. the nightmare of the wolf you know great yeah great great movie i really enjoyed it i was like at some point i want to rewatch arcane again you know uh, that's such a great great show i enjoy the witcher series i enjoy stranger things um there's a lot of you know there's even some netflix straight up movies that i enjoy there's one called the king starring mm -hmm. um uh timothy chalamet like so good like it's such a great film like i genuinely genuinely enjoy that stuff but you know you have to bake the content that is worth watching. That is that people really want to... Sandman. How can I forget about Sandman, you know? Yeah. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, the the, sh the the company that continuously makes really good content is HBO. Yeah. I feel like HBO for decades has been killing it. They just yeah. they keep just making really good shows. That's <laughs> their thing. I mean, Last of Us is just it's dominating week right after now. Week. It's all people are talking about. And that is what, what these execs get yeah. off to. That's what makes their dicks hard, is that the people are talking about. It. Episode three of Last of Us was just the it was the climax that everyone wanted, yeah. like from from the production side. They're like, they won't stop talking about it. Like it's because <laughs> that's also what I heard as a metric for Netflix shows. It's not just is the viewership high, it's is the buzz enough. Yeah. They want people to be talking about it. They want that um what's the word zeitgeist they want the zeitgeist. they want the cultural zeitgeist where people are just talking about it it's it's so ingrained in the culture that people are just all about it which it's is not... so interesting because mm -hmm. everybody's internet is different everybody's online experience is different and so i'm i'm looking at like alice in borderlands mm -hmm. and that show has two or three seasons now like just started a new season and I watched the first fucking episode of that show and I was like, this is dog shit. I cannot watch this. <laughs> and like, but like I, I hear people talking about, it. I know one person in a different discord that's like raving about Alice in Borderland. I'm like, okay. Like, I guess, I guess it, it hits a target. That's the thing. If you just pump so much shit out, like Netflix does, not all of it has to be quality because everybody likes something. And that's true. And I'm the, like I'm the same. I'm kind of the same way. Like there, there is definitely shit that I like that is dog shit. There is stuff that mm -hmm. I like. There's things that I'm very easy to entertain. I've said this on the show multiple times, but I, I'm the easiest guy. What's an example of something that you know is dog shit? Um, man, I mean, I like Batman versus Superman. Like I watched that movie and I was like, that was fun. I liked it. I like I I, I and I, I, hold, I hold it to scrutiny. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a dog shit yeah. movie, but like I enjoyed watching it. I think the the of the two movies I have ever watched, I think there has only been two movies, maybe three that I've ever watched that I was like, no, that sucks. Was, okay, so it is three: uh, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, because I didn't watch the other one, and. Uh, the man who killed Don Quixote. That movie fucking ah. sucked. <laughs> uh, and the, like, so like every other film or movie or TV show I've ever seen, I've pretty much like been able to walk out of it and at least have some sort of enjoyment. Um, 
so there's so I very obviously there's other people like me out there who just like everything, who can just engage with any content and get something out of it, who just binge Netflix because it's Netflix. You just let the next well, thing play. I know you and I know Jared, <laughs> so there's two. So that just love to enjoy things. And I think that's that's a real talent unto itself to be able to go and just because for me nowadays it's it's time. Like it's it's a bit of a time investment for me to to do some to like commit to watching something, so I I consider that before I watch something I'm like is this going to be yeah. worth my time? And if it's not, now I feel like it, it was more so pre-streaming. Um, in case if you were can't watch this, Noah just gave like a shaka because Seth just said, "Is Noah a content slut?" It's like a little visual gag slut. for chat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, before when it's like the only thing you could really see was at the movies, like I really had, I'm like, you have this, this almost has to be a guarantee good time for me to go to the movies because I just, I'm not going to go to the movies just because like, I just, I don't have the time. Yeah. I don't, I, I can't do that. Where now I'm willing to take more risks of stuff on streaming because I'm like, ah, oh, why not? We'll give it a try. You know, may or may not know something about it. It's something may grab me. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll, I'll give it a whirl. You know, I, I'm yeah. more flexible with that because I, you know, I'll watch a lot of stuff like while I'm cooking and, and whatnot. So I, I do find some time for it, but, um, I'm just not in the time. Yeah. And I also realize I'm, my mood really dictates, what I'm going to watch. Like I really, sometimes That's I'm like, fair. I want to watch something I've seen before. For some reason, I want to find a good movie that I've already that. seen before. That's going to scratch an itch. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go through everything and see if I can find something that's, that I've done. Sometimes I kind of do that too. New. My, when basically me and my wife watch new stuff together and we watch old stuff separately. So it's sense. like when she watches TV by herself, she pretty much like reruns avatar Gilmore girls and Grey's anatomy. And then I pretty much like, I'm on a fucking Family Guy rewatch right now, which, okay. you know, and I'm probably going to do South Park next. And this is TikTok. I don't like either of these shows, but they just mm -hmm. scratch an itch. That's like this background noise that I could like that. Sometimes the, a joke hits and I'm like, that was worth it. That's worth three episodes yeah. of fucking nonsense garbage for like this one good joke that stands the test of time. Um, <laughs> but, but no, there's definitely biases in it, too, where I'm like, I, I and I've seen enough episodes at this point to know that I that it's not for me. But like Grey's Anatomy, for sure, an example. Mm -hmm. I can't say that it's bad, but I can say that I won't enjoy watching it. And so sure. like that's that's a line that I have to draw. Where it's like there are certainly things that I have watched that I didn't enjoy, but I can't necessarily say that they weren't good. And at, at the very least, still see the value in that thing, with the exception of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Suicide Squad, and. The man who killed Don Quixote. Yeah. I'm sorry, I gotta pause right now because <laughs> Seth said he's on a hardcore Korra, like the le like Legend of Korra rewatch, and it's kind of grown to the point where he's liking it more than original. <laughs> Shut up, Seth. There Shut are some up. good plot points, and there's also some dog shit plot points. Season two of Korra is a roller coaster because season two basically should not exist, with the exception of the original avatar storyline that happens like mm -hmm. th for three episodes in the middle of season two that's the only thing yeah. that like season two is gone the rest of the show pretty much holds up season three is pretty good season one is pretty good yes but. i agree season three is pretty good i thought season four was eh um you know it, it's fine i just i i feel like the oh the overall story of the original like i feel like you can't you can't beat it yeah. like the three seasons three books if it's just Work. it's so good now 
I would also argue that the original Avatar is also very much for kids, um, especially the early episodes. Whenever I've recommended it to people, I'm like, listen, you got to get through about halfway of season one because otherwise you're like, this is just a kid's show. I'm like, yeah. yes, stick with it and you'll start, it'll That's grow awesome. on you and you'll, you'll start to see the transition. And by the time you get to season three, you're like, holy shit, this is one hell of a show, yeah. you know, like. I do think that season three and four of Korra managed to recover from how dog shit season two was, mm -hmm. but I think they jumped the shark a bit near the end of season four. I think it was it was kind of it was kind of rough, and I think that like they were setting up this villain really well, mm -hmm. and then yeah, just it just kind of got too big for its britches. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was yeah. it was tough, but yeah, I didn't feel like there was a lot of payoff worthwhile payoff. It, again, it's hard to top. The classic hero's journey from the first the first season you know like i wouldn't say it was as bad as star wars as far as like winks and nods to things yeah. uh but there were some things where it was really cool like you know seth mentions when toff reappears it's pretty cool yeah. spoiler alert um you know and some of that stuff and you because i think that was the coolest thing about Korra was like well how has the world changed since ang in you know the first you know series of, of avatar it's like oh what's the world like and who's still around who's not what are those connections but then some of it also it just it felt like it was it was they were trying a little too hard yeah with some of it and um i don't know like i the first avatar is just like it it, it just felt really good yeah it was it was it was strong the characters were solid and i think it was just a tall order to try and recapture that i think it's fine yeah it's fine it's just it doesn't do it's not as solid for me as as the original so it's a it is a is a solid continuation of the story uh i almost would have wanted it to be like a book first yeah like if they if they could have done like a comic series and then based that like the, the new series on that rather than going something like just going and doing it and like making this plot as they're as they're making it uh because then you get stuff like that if you have something that's mm -hmm. like tested improved that you can adapt uh for the new medium then you have then you have a hit basically like you can yeah. like you know what works you know what doesn't work you know what you can keep you know what you can get rid of um yeah i don't know i think i just didn't like general kuvira at all i think yeah. i think i there's a there's a, just a something about like irredeemable monsters that like there's a difference between her and um, oh shit, Azuka's sister, the main villain of oh yeah yeah. Um, there's like a difference between her and her, like these two characters. One being like one is just an irredeemable monster that I don't like looking at. Like I don't like the way she like presents herself. I don't like the character at all. Versus the other irredeemable monster that I really really enjoy watching and like mm -hmm. she could like fuck up anything and everything and i'll be like yeah that's awesome and that character doesn't need any yeah. redemption or anything like she's perfect the way she is versus yeah versus the other one where i'm like i don't know like yeah you just do bad stuff and it's mean like i, I don't i don't like it yeah you know it's <laughs> funny because um like the first season of legend of Korra, i really enjoyed the villains in that because i love the idea of them taking away bending mm -hmm. you know like that was really cool i felt undercut because it's like we took Cora's bending away it's like and now it's back like they just yeah it was like i was like what a bold move to be like nope he got you because there's this terrifying thing is like what's gonna happen and then he gets you but then 
I was like, oh shit, how is this going to affect things moving forward? What does that mean? But that, that I mean, that was honestly, I felt like season one of Legend of Korra, I was like, I don't even know if this is for kids. Like, <laughs> this is, this is some pretty intense shit. There's terrorists, yeah. you know, there's, you know, stuff like that going on and, and whatever. And I was, I was super into that and I appreciated because also the ideology of those people, you know, the idea that. Right. Just because you 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 can bend, you think you're better than everyone else. It's a class system, and I don't know. There was some intri- intriguing stuff there for me on yeah. that. But I'm with you. The sort of one note villain of like I'm bad. Yeah. Because someone's got to do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because um, I think Korra had a litany of good villains. Yeah. But I just think that General Kavira specifically didn't do it for me. Yeah, um, I agree. And it's so funny because, like, yeah, they took away her bending in season one. And then in season two, we took away her bending again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the spirits are pissed. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it didn't, it didn't resonate as much with me as it did in obviously the first Avatar show, oh, yeah. like all together, that stuff. I was like, it, there was so many. Natalie was literally just rewatching bits of this the other day. And it was like, and as I was just in the kitchen doing something, I was listening. I'm like, what's she watching? I'm like, oh, shit, she's watching Avatar. Yeah. Like, I, I understood. I knew exactly <laughs> the episode. I knew exactly what was happening. I'm like, oh, this is fucking dope. And just, you know, there's so many just like, there are some down, like season two and bossing say, there's some episodes where you're like, dear God, move it along. Like, we get yeah. it. Like, let's, let's, let's keep this going. But in general... The show just like it, just kept it goes, it goes, it goes. We know what I kind of like about it from a storytelling perspective is you know where this is going to end up. We know it from the first few episodes. Ang has to fight the Fire Lord. Like that's where this is going to go. And he has to learn the stuff along the way. And I kind of appreciated that because sometimes, most of the time, I'm like, where are we going to go? I don't know. This time I'm like, I know where we're going to go. And I can't wait for us to get there. And I, and you enjoy the ride as it's happening. Yeah. And I don't know. Honestly, that kids show is up there with some of the best storytelling. Absolutely. Like it's it's definitely in my top three. Like as far as like shows with like excellent storytelling, it's so. Uh, good. It's interesting too between season one and season two because season or not season one, season two, but Avatar, Last Airbender, and Korra is that Korra from season one, two, three, or four? It kind of seems like a monster of the week. Like you have a villain of the yes. season versus Avatar, where it's like Ozai is the villain. And then Zuko is like his taskmaster until he turns good. And then Azula is his taskmaster once yes. Zuko fails. So it's still all Ozai, but it's like just them getting barraged by bounty hunters, basically. And you yeah. and you get to learn these characters and you get to learn like, OK, this is the big bad. And these are the people that work for the big bad. And we're going to get to know them really, really well versus Korra, where it's like, this is the bad guy this time. This is the bad guy this time. This is the bad guy this time. This is the bad guy this yeah. time. And the shows are very different in that it's like Avatar Aang is learning how to be the Avatar in a world that wants and needs the Avatar versus Avatar Korra who's learning how to be the Avatar in a world that hates and doesn't want the Avatar anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's politics and there's all these crazy things that Korra has to deal with. And those those moments of the show are great. I really yeah. I really like the interpersonal things. I really like the world building and the lore. And I like Kor- I like Korra as a character. Same. But it's when they try to get Korra to do Avatar shit is when it kind of falls apart for me. Agreed. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a disconnect there, and I can't quite articulate what is. I think part of it is Monster of the Week. I've never enjoyed Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. I've never enjoyed that stuff. And 
you know, I feel I think you're right with the world building. There's something really cool when you get to see uh, Republic City. Yeah. And you get to see like that arena game that they have and, and how everyone's integrated because everyone was so separated in you know last airbender and now like people are like the world has changed it's adapted it's evolved and what are the new struggles and things like that i think there was some really cool stuff uh to go on with that but i i was excited for where season one i'm like where are these bad guys gonna you know end up how's this maybe they're not the big bad but maybe they play into it because kind of you know because like season one was these guys that don't believe in you know how the how the benders are and season three had kind of a similar feel right like I can't remember all the specifics, but the the main bad guy more or less was was something along the lines of like, either we don't need the Avatar or the ideologically they were misaligned, yeah. which I found very fascinating. Season two was hey spirit fight, you know like <laughs> whoop de do, and then season four it's like hey we've got this uh, nationalistic uh, person Big that's mech. you know. Yeah, I I don't know. Like that just that just didn't fit for me as far yeah. as what was going it's, on. So I don't know. Cora had a lot of really great legs, and that is why I love the Avatar <laughs> Legends role playing game. And that why this this game for real, guys. This game is fucking awesome. This Avatar tabletop RPG is so fucking awesome. Because I've taken so much from Cora, especially in the current campaign that I'm running. <laughs> Let's go. Because <laughs> um, basically. I, I basically broken down at the very, very base level. My campaign that I'm running right now is basically uh, one: what if Kyoshi ended the world? And then what if uh, Korra's season one, like big bad, basically just an anti-bender activist, turned like became the president of the world mm. and be- basically became like a good like became like the the vision of what the people thought the avatar was supposed to be like the balance between people uh and that is something that general kuvira could have been like i like i'm taking a lot of these ideas and doing what i would do in those instances which is what's great mm-hmm. about making your own shit is because you can do whatever you want uh yeah. and so it's it's just so it's so strange to me that they they had so many good ideas and then just like so many of the big points missed. I think that I agree with that so much in that, God, you have such a wonderful, rich world. There's a lot to work with. There's a lot to play with. But then the antagonist just really fell short yeah. a lot of the times. Or at least they didn't get, either they fell short straight up or they didn't get the time that they needed to really go. Because what if those first season bad guys we're allowed to hang in there. You know what I mean? Like maybe they get defeated, but they're still around the threat of this. And maybe they start an additional uprising throughout the world, not just Republic city, but they, you know, what if word spreads that, Oh shit, did you hear avatar lost their powers for a little bit? And these people were able to take it away. Maybe the avatar isn't as powerful or maybe we don't need the avatar. Like it, it creates this effect. It's almost like my hero academia. If anyone's into that show where, you know, the symbol of peace, all that sort of stuff. The, the basically the fabric of society is shattered because there's been this this stretch of like peace and 
stability for so long and it gets it gets shaken the ideolo- ideology gets shaken in people's minds in the culture and i think you could have applied that here where all of a sudden everyone relies on the avatar because like this is the thing we need we've had it for generations mm-hmm. you know this centuries this 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 being has been here then all of a sudden they're like wait a minute we're challenging the tradition. I've always enjoyed the idea of challenging tradition in real life, particularly challenging the tradition, but also in the idea of kind of taking that to this, you know, uh, fictitious world of, you know, I, th- I feel like we can apply that to anything that we do. Of What is it that we rely on that we need, that we think we need, that all of a sudden goes, no, you don't. And it just throws things into chaos in such a fascinating way because Korra is not inherently bad, right? Mm-hmm. But is the world bad? okay if not better without the avatar it does that world exist it's almost like batman right batman creates problems because batman because batman beats up the low-level mob and stuff like that it creates a vacuum for crazier people to insert themselves and become the villains so i've always loved that about batman is like is the world is gotham better off without him because seems like he made things worse so you can almost apply that here too like without the avatar can the world be okay does, is this their job still needed in this modern age? And boy, that would have been a lot of fun to sort of, you know, because maybe those guys inspire other groups. And maybe it leads into that season three villains and those people. And imagine the culmination of Benders versus like, you know, you've got the anti-Avatar with app team Avatar and what that ultimately culminates. Imagine four seasons of that. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in it. Like I'm in it all the way. Yeah, and that was uh, that was something that was charming about uh, the last Airbender is that it was one continuous story. You're following this plot thread throughout the entire thing yeah. versus the very four disconnected stories with this main character being like the one constant. Because um, of course, because there's there's plenty of of times in the show when it's like time passes and all the other characters that we've grown to love are doing different things. They're they're growing away from Team Avatar. Whereas Korra is just continuously struggling. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's locked into this role as the avatar where she can't change. She has to like continue to try to be better and save the world and be the balance between the spirits of the people and hope and the, and the elements and all that. Whereas like her friends who were kids when they met grow up through the period of them knowing each other in season one to season four and they get yeah. jobs. They go do different shit. They meet other people like, and so it's like she she ends where she started. Of course, she grew. She has an arc. She becomes the be- a better avatar. But she goes from being the avatar to being the avatar, whereas everybody else around her who we are not the focal point of our story, even though they are essential, their main characters are not the focal point of our story, they all get arcs. They all grow up. They all change. And they, they go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very interesting because we don't see any of that in Avatar or the last airbender in the last airbender. Yeah. Everybody's together. It's with, it takes place in a very, very short amount of time. It takes place like over the course of less than like less than a year. And yeah. so we are constantly seeing what these characters are doing other than shitting and trap, like, like going from point A to point B. And what a missed opportunity. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, if there's anything we really needed in that show, it was like, Hey, I want to see how this bison shits. I want to see what Aang looks like when he shits. Because you know he's doing something silly and goofy. He's He goes, you know, he's got diarrhea. He, he summons that little that little vortex, spins around. It's like, wee! It's spraying it everywhere. <laughs> Gross. 
I think that's a clip. I'm going to mark down that time. I think that's uh mark it. Clip Send it. it. <laughs> Send it. Uh Ang shits. Ang there we go. Awesome. Uh, beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, what I love about live streaming the podcast is we didn't plan on talking about this, but one comment from a, from a, from a chatter from Seth send us down this road, and I fucking love this conversation. This is what I love about this podcast is we pull on a thread and we just go, and it was it was great. At so, the end of the day, I got to plug the Avatar Legends tabletop role playing game. Uh, and that's all that matters. Everybody should fucking play it. It's awesome. Speaking of of shitting in fictitious worlds, I heard about this, Seth. He says, apparently part of the Harry Potter universe is that before they integrated toilets, the wizards just shat wherever they stood. I heard this. And then they magicked it away. I can't confirm it, but I'm pretty sure. I think there's a reason. Like, cause I, I think I saw a TikTok or someone said J.K. Rowling basically painted herself into a corner where there will never be a harry potter story that happens before a certain time because all they did was just shit wherever they were mm-hmm. <laughs> supposedly before, that's before plumbing. plumbing before plumbing and they just were like <laughs> ah, shit and they probably had their fucking house elves clean it up or something you know yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh harry potter jk rowling yeah let's talk about it no you seem real pumped about talking about this we i'm totally kidding we don't have, we don't have to, to do that no. <laughs> we don't have to. everyone else has already covered this i don't think we need to yeah i think but. i think everybody knows our stance on the trans community and uh we're good we're for them we love yes. we love trans pro. folks so yeah pro, pro trans, trans rights pro trans rights well um you know I think it's time to, you know, transition to something a little more practical. So let's do. Let's do the Are you thing. allowed to do that? You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, 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 practical. Ask practical, Doug. I don't, I don't know. That segue just is, it really got me, man. I don't know. <laughs> there's no good way to do it. I was like, there's no, there's no good way to do it. Um, it's time for me to talk about practical stuff. So in case you don't know, if this is your first time here witnessing this, uh, there is a little practical Doug that lives inside my brain called practical Doug. And he governs a lot of what I do on a day-to-day basis. And oftentimes I will rely on this practical Doug to get me through situations. So I offer this tool to you and to others. So if you have a question, if you have a dilemma and you're like, I need some practical advice, all you got to do is ask Practical Doug. You want to get on this? Uh, send us your practical questions at mindgappodcast@gmail.com. Hit us up on our social media at mindgappodcast. Hashtag it as AskPracticalDoug. Or join our Discord. Ask in there. Or join us live on the podcast. And you can ask us questions on there. And perhaps they'll make it into the show. So uh, normally Justin asks me this stuff and gets it up in advance, but he gets it up in advance because he is a he's a big boy. Uh, but uh, what I did is is I, I'm a big fan of Am I the Asshole? This is one of my favorite things uh, to, to 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 cover because I love people that are just constantly not constantly, but the people like I need some help. And like, am I the asshole in this situation? I, I kind of need to know. I might be an asshole. Could you tell me if I yes. am or not? Here's my situation. Am I the asshole? And it, it, it tickles me all the time to sort of uh, figure this stuff out. So I have uh, an am I the asshole that's been pulled from Reddit. 
And which, by the way, sometimes those are super fucking serious, so I try to find the more silly ones. And this one really struck a chord with me in particular. So this is called, Am I the asshole for confirming my mother-in-law's suspicion that I didn't want her in the kitchen while I cooked? So here it goes. Uh, my mother-in-law is not a bad person, but, but she can be very difficult. My wife, Sarah, has learned uh, le has learned the pr to process these things with grace, which I appreciate. I am still learning, but I will get there, I hope. One of the ways she's difficult is that she has some manipulation, manipulative tendencies. A very common tactic for her is to fake whine that sh she's not welcome here. I guess I'll go outside. With the obvious implication that we need to comfort her and tell her that she is welcome. Noah's face right there was priceless as he's like, ugh. Uh, in parentheses, he says, I suspect she has some aban abandonment issues. I'm not a therapist, so he's not going to comment on that. But again, my wife has learned to deal with this over her lifetime. It's just the way mom is, which is fine. I hate it, and it is manipulative garbage, but I might do the same thing. My wife and I bought our first home last year, so we hosted Christmas. This is my mother-in-law's first time being a guest instead of the host. So I knew we'd need to be patient with her. She's out of control of the situation. That's hard. Well, it was Christmas dinner cooking time. Our kitchen can be generously referred to as efficient. And I was cooking for 12 people while Sarah played host. And my mother-in-law found every excuse to park herself in my way as I was trying to roast a goose and make five sides. I had to ask her several times to move just to find space to chop. Finally, this exchange, recalled as exactly as I can, occurred. Hey, Mom, uh, you can just go hang out in the living room with everyone else. I got this. Her. Oh, I get it. I'm not welcome here. Imagine this in fake drama tone. Me. Well, yeah, but I figured it would be rude to say it like that. <laughs> I think she was mad I didn't play along because the facade dropped instantly. She said fine and went back to the other group. I didn't think much of it until she told Sarah this week that she was still mad at me. Am I the asshole? Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one. So that's that is very clearly some some bullshit from the mom. And I think at a certain point you you just have to go along with it. Oh, really? Yeah, Interesting. Because what are you gonna do? Because it's not gonna change their behavior if you don't. You're just gonna make them feel bad. So it's like you've done nothing but let them know that they're that like what they are doing is the right thing to do you've you've enabled their behavior because now where they were playing you're like hey i need you elsewhere you can't be here it's like oh i see i'm not wanted i get it okay uh. you're like hey you're not no you're not wanted go like, hmm. okay fine i guess i'm not wanted like no you're you're not no you're not wanted please go okay i'm gonna go then sure whatever you want it's like yes thank you goodbye but and another thing i get when i'm not wanted goodbye good day you just it's but that but it's you know or or maybe it kind of sounds like what happened here is it went from that like passive-aggressive oh i see when i'm not wanted to okay you've opened the floodgates no fuck you yeah. if you're not gonna if you're not gonna treat me with 
immense amount of respect after I didn't didn't do that to you, then I'm going to treat you with even less respect than I would normally. Mm-hmm. Because you're just supposed to do that with parents. If they treat you like shit, you have to turn the other cheek and treat them and treat them well. So it's because or or they're going to emotionally manipulate you and make you feel bad and whatever. That's just how parents are, I guess. I don't know. And so it's like are you gonna are you going to open that opportunity to just make things worse? Or are you just gonna say, No, it's okay, you can stay in here. Sorry, love you, it's all good, it's all fine. Um so <laughs> is he the asshole? I don't think I understand. Yeah, I guess. It's hard. It's hard because, no, I don't think the guy is an asshole. But as far as this situation goes, as far as the social interaction goes, he is the asshole. He lost. He lost the game because the only way to win the game is to play. And he chose not to play. So, yes, he's the asshole. I'm going to disagree with you. (laughs) This, This kind of hits a little close to home right now for me, too. Uh, B also asked, asked a question in the chat and we'll get to that in just a second. Um, so for me personally, purely practical, you know, I see lots of movies, lots of TV shows. There's the romanticized this idea of cooking in the kitchen with someone else. Like it's a very romantic thing cooking together. Uh, to that, I say, no, get the fuck out of the kitchen. Get out of my way. I'm cooking. Go somewhere else. Do something else. Uh, very few things will set me off. Then I'm in the middle of cooking, and the dog comes in, gets between my legs. The cat is meowing, wants food. Natalie comes in, wanting to show me something. Like I'm just like, get out! Like I understood why. I understood like old world parents used to beat their kids whenever they would come into the kitchen while they were cooking. They're just like, I will beat you with this wooden spoon. Get out of my way. Um, so New to world that extent, too. I mean, it's not so right, far right? off, right? So. To that extent, you know, even in my own kitchen, which is which is fine, I think it's normal, like I feel like I run out of space quite often, especially if other people are in the way. So if this person is describing it as efficient, which is, leads to me to believe that there's not a lot of space, if, if you do any sort of cooking, you should respect that space. And you should be able to come in and say, hey, do you need anything? No? Cool. I'll get out of your way. So for the mother-in-law to come in multiple times while this person is trying to cook right trying to chop cooking for 12 people doing the goose plus five sides like let them do their thing get out of their way so for this you know again if this transpires as they send they're like hey you know what you can just go hang out in the living room i got this like that is the polite way of saying hey listen there's not enough space in here i need you to leave and for the mother-in-law to be like I guess I'm not welcoming for them to basically just turn that thing on and be like, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. And I just didn't want to say it like that because it'd be rude. I feel like that was them hitting their, their, their tipping point. And I put that on the mother-in-law for bringing him to that point. Now, to your point, should he have taken it to that point? Debatable. And my, for me, I would defend him and be like, uh, get the fuck out of the kitchen. (laughs) beat it get out of there you're in the way okay i cannot stand people that are in the way at the grocery store people who just want to park their fucking grocery cart right in the middle of the aisle and then go wandering around and looking at stuff like the fact that people don't have any fucking spatial awareness drives me nuts so if i'm trying to cook 
especially on something like a holiday where there's a lot of stress and there's a lot, you want everything to go really well. You want people to enjoy themselves. It's the first time in your new home. You're hosting, like, there's a lot of pressure there for this person is to kind of be in there and be like, I'm in the way. I'm in the way. Oh, I guess I'm not wanted. Get the fuck out of my kitchen. Bitch. No, I agree. Like, get out there. I totally. You know? 100% agree. And what I would say is I would use this as an opportunity to call out this behavior. Be like, if she's still mad, then let's, let's talk about this. Let's be like, Hey, listen, I'm sorry. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry that uh, I upset you. I was not trying to be rude. Here's what was going on at the time. My intention was not to be rude, but I needed you to leave because I needed the space. And, um, moving forward, this sort of dynamic is not going to work for me. Like, it's, it's not going to fly. Like, I, I don't I don't like this. I don't appreciate it. I don't communicate that well. I'm not saying I don't like you. It's just that's not going to work for me. So whatever we've done up to this point has been polite. I want to I want to straighten this out. Like, I, I, I want to straighten this out. I want to make sure that moving forward, like if I need to communicate, tell me the best way to communicate to you. You know what I mean? Like, open it up, try to make it a dialogue and try to explain the boundaries that need to exist there. Because if you just play the game, this is going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah. again, absolutely. And again, and may get worse and worse and worse. Definitely. Um, that's, 100%. That, and, and, and so I'm in the camp of this is gross. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I've heard this in the corporate America. But like, name it so you can claim it, you know, <laughs> call it out. Say what's going on so that you can work through it. Alternatively, so, that is how you get mm -hmm. two family Christmases. That is true, <laughs> which I would say would they dope. would they say <laughs> no. Uh, you you are in the wrong because I need to be able to do whatever I want because I have power over you as you came from my loins. So I'm going to do Christmas at my house. If you want to continue doing Christmas at your house, there will not be any overlap. <laughs> which I, which if if I'm picturing this woman in a same way that I know other women that that I that in my life, that is maybe how that would happen. You know what? I also know a particular woman in my life who would exact act the same way. And to that, I'd say, go enjoy your Christmas by yourself because <laughs> but then make I'm you almost feel 40 years coming. Yeah. Cause like at this stage in my life, I have no, no, I have no room for that kind of bullshit. Like I did that for the longest time. Now I'm like, why are we doing this? This is a facade. This is a waste of emotional energy. Why are we doing it? Don't bother. Like, let's just look, do you want to be here? Yes or no? No? Okay. Then don't come. Like, you don't have to be here. And same thing. Like, do I want to be at your place? No. Will I do it out of you know, being polite? Sure. But if we're going to draw lines in the sand, let's just be honest with each other because I – it's going to send me down another road. I can't go – I can't let myself go too far. I don't think just because you spawned me from your loins that I owe you anything. And vice versa. Growing up, yes, you should be a parent. You should protect me. You should feed me. You should provide for me. You should teach me. But at some point, we're going to be peers. And there's, the dynamic is going to shift. And how that dynamic is handled, that shift is handled, it will determine the, the relationship for the rest of your life. Because at some point, in my opinion, this should go from child to teenager, to young adult, to adult, to peer, where your parent is still your parent, but you are also a fully functioning adult if they've done their job correctly, and you also will be allowed to disagree. They can't order you around anymore. They can't be like, hey, go do this. You'd be like, no, uh, I pay my own taxes. Um, you know, I don't rely on you for any sort of food or financial aid. So no, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to. 
and then how how they handle that dynamic is crucial yeah because in my life right now it's not going well <laughs> and i'm at peace with that because i've i i've done what i can and i'm like balls in your court you do whatever you want to do but so this i guess this one kind of struck me a little bit harder in that I don't appreciate the manipulation that's going on here. And for someone to basically call it out after it's what seems like they're trying to be nice. They're trying to be polite. And the person just is the reason why it got tipped over. And then they're mad at him. I'm like, fuck you. Like, this is a greater problem. So to what extent you're right. They lost that battle. (laughs) <laughs> but there's a war to be fought here and the war should be to get on a more neutral playing ground where we call out what we don't like about the situation in order to help each other. Cause if, if there's a true dialogue that can happen here where this guy can talk to his mother-in-law and they can actually talk to each other, listen to each other, hear each other out and find a way to move forward. Unlikely. Yeah. Yes. But if they can do that, that will actually strengthen the relationship yeah. Because they'll understand their boundaries. True, that is. But also, I'm sure the mother-in-law's mother-in-law. never, the mother-in-law's never been talked to like this yeah. before. She's just been given her away. It's the whole, yeah. do I look fat in this kind of bullshit? <laughs> you know, like where they want that validation, they need some of that yeah. sort of stuff. So, odds are this person's not going to change their behavior. But you know, yeah, I still say it's worth the fight because <laughs> the other thing is to submit and just put up with it and you're going to explode at yeah. some point anyway. So you might as well try to address it now. So yeah. I'm saying this guy's not the asshole. He, yeah. I, for and, the long at a, term. and at a certain point, that is also an extreme reaction. I think in mm-hmm. any world, a regular human being would, would just see, Oh, I'm in this person's space or like they asked me to leave or, you know, whatever. All right. I'll, I'll go, whatever. Like, I, yeah. I really don't think it would be that deep for anybody in any situation except for except for like this person and, and people like that. Um, yeah, I agree. So I'm going to hold my stance that this guy is the asshole for not just for not just letting it be. But I but you're valid. And I and I and I fully 100 percent agree with everything you said. I respect <laughs> what you're saying, because it's short term peace <laughs> is what it is in the short yes. term. It keeps the peace, but that peace is on borrowed time. Yeah. Eventually, the peace will collapse, and it will it will come over the dumbest thing. The <laughs> smallest thing will be like it will just go to nuclear city, and there's no coming back from it. So for the potential of this becoming a – for the potential of being able to fix this relationship, I'm saying no. He's not the asshole. If – he can follow through with it because I also believe in him being able to stand up for himself just because I don't believe in a parent just having power over you because they birthed someone. Congratulations. I don't believe in know. it, but I will not do but anything to change it. Or <laughs> Right. It's real. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And real quick, B asked a question in the chat. Uh, they say, Doug, I want to put together a poetry book manuscript. Got any tips on keeping your nose to the grindstone tackling a big project? This is a great question. I'm better at um, giving advice than following my own advice here. So here's what I would say. Um, Carve out a little bit of time every single day. And you decide how much you want to commit every day. Is it 15 minutes? Is it 30 minutes? Is it an hour? Is it two hours? Find some time every single day and make a commitment to do that to put put on focus on your phone close out everything apps whatever just get out exactly what you need and for those that set amount of time 
be focused and work on it. And I would recommend maybe keeping it 15 minutes to 30 minutes because those small bits will help progress you along. It doesn't, I think there's a misconception when it comes to writing to that people are like, all right, I'm sitting down for the next half day. I'm hammering this out. Okay. If you're Stephen King, cool. You can do that. But I think for a lot of people, it's just getting what's in your head out onto paper. And if you can commit to that and doing that every single day, a little bit, you're making progress and that progress is going to add up over time. And before you know it, you're going to have your stuff done and you're going to be in a good way. So my advice on the matter would be sit down and do not eat, sleep or do anything else until that thing is done and you have released it because then it will never get done. And you'll start the next project. Hey, that's also good. You know, commitment. Shit yourself. It doesn't matter. Get it done. Get it done. All right. All right. That's been Ask Practical Doug. Thank you. Thank you, B, for the question. And and thanks for uh, going through that with me, Noah. That was, that was a fun one. I really enjoyed that. All right. Well, let's talk about recommendations. Uh, Noah, what what would you recommend people check out this week? Ooh, well, I definitely recommend moving into a house and buying a car. Um, but pop culture wise, I would recommend My Ordinary Life is an anime uh, that until uh, B told me about it recently, and we watched uh, some clips from it. I was under the impression this was like a full on slice of life anime. Um, actually, uh, at one point we were we were showing this clip of the it was the principal fighting the deer uh in the discord at one point and that was circulating for a little bit um but it's not like a slice of life anime that follows like characters doing stuff it's a sketch comedy show oh interesting like, basically each episode is 25 minutes ish and it's just bits and it's okay. awesome it's hilarious okay. it is it is actually peak comedy and We've been having a blab. There's so much. There's so many visual gags. There's so many just like crazy dialogue gags. It's hilarious, and I would absolutely 100% recommend it. Okay, my ordinary life is what it's called. Yeah. Okay. All right. I've always appreciated a good anime recommendation. Recommendation. I've got to have people recommend that stuff to me because I've tried on my own. I'm like, we'll try this, and been so upset and disappointed by what i've watched that i'm like i can't do that again so So, far it's pretty kid friendly too so i mean you know what i don't want to watch it then so (laughs) no no i mean i anything anything i can watch with natalie (laughs) is always a plus so i'm i'm happy to that that would be good if you want my crunchy roll password so i have my own thank you very much i have my own we can share passwords thank you very much my brother offered me his crunchy roll years ago and i was like no thank you i'm good i'm good i would actually like to recommend an older film older i mean god it's hard to say oh time is a mystery when you think about it uh but i just um the phantom menace Well, it may come out not too far from that. Uh, 28 Days Later, uh, oh. the Danny Boyle film, uh, basically kind of like a zombie film, uh, starring uh, Killian Murphy, uh, Naomi Harris, Brendan Gleeson, Christopher Eccleston, and, and other folks. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a great classic, in my opinion. I remember actually seeing that movie in the theater when I was in college. It, it, it came out, and I remember just being blown away by it, and such a great zombie it's it's, it seems like a disservice to call it a zombie film but it's a zombie film it involves people being infected they're just not 
undead or whatever. They just get filled with rage. And I love the way that it's filmed. It's filmed on like a DSLR camera. So it's got a real grainy texture to it. And there's some really cool shots. I love the way that it's edited in, in a lot of different ways. It really has this very real visceral feel to it. And I don't know, it's it's a great film. And I just recently rewatched it and I'm like, God damn, this is a good movie. So nice. 28 days later, I'm going to rewatch the sequel. I saw the sequel one time and was very disappointed in it. And I haven't watched it since. So I'm going to try and find that when it comes back on streaming. I'm like, I'm going to give that one a roll again. I'll probably still be disappointed, but... I love to try it again. Is that but a 28 days later, two or 29? It's 28 days later. weeks later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. The, 20, good, the good 29th day after. <laughs> Have you seen 28 days later? No, but I am aware of it. Uh, it has like a really mm-hmm. crazy opening credits, right? Um, am I thinking of something else? I might be. I thinking- mean, I, I don't know if I call it crazy. I mean, it's. It's an open. I mean, there's definitely some intense scenes in in the film, but um, yeah, I am thinking. No, I am thinking of maybe Shaun of the Dead. Uh, but ah. 28 days later, also have heard of it. Also, do know about it. Have not yeah, seen it. I, you should check it out. I think uh, if you're in a zombie mood, I think it's it's worthwhile. It's a yeah. it's a good film. It's a good flick. The Last of I'm Us on. is getting in on the on the zombie. Oh vibes. yeah, of course. I think that's probably what prompted it. Yeah, watching Last of Us, I'm like, you know what? 28 days later, kind of hopped into my brain. I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch that, and it's it's so good. It's such a great film, but. All right. Well, uh, before we wrap up here, Noah, one more time, let everyone know where they can find you, what they should check out from your stuff, promote your shit. Uh, you can find me on pretty much every platform at, at Noah Reno. That is A-T-N-O-A-H-R-E-N-O on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, others probably. So if you're interested in wacky, funny, silly content from your own goofy gunch boy, then that would be the best place to engage any of the, any of the I, Instagram. I post pictures of my dog and food. So I don't know. If, I don't know if Instagram is the place to go, but uh, YouTube and Twitch for sure, because I make cool stuff there. You can also hire me on Fiverr. That's Fiverr with two R's. Uh, and I make things for people. So if you like that for the record cool stuff. The animated intro for the show was from Noah Reno. That's so true. That was way, way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So very <laughs> cool stuff. So d- definitely check him out. Definitely check him out on Twitch. Give him a follow. Turn on the the bell. Letting him you know let you, letting you know when he's live. He's a lot of fun to watch. It's it's really good. I highly recommend it. So support support your boy. Follows are free. Okay, you can do it. And uh, also, speaking of following and stuff, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Uh, check us out there. We have all of our playlists put together from all our different segments and fun stuff. Check out our shorts. Our shorts have been doing pretty well. Just getting regular views and stuff. Just a, a nice little clips from the show. Also clips from our uh, video game streams. You know, the uh, Red Dead ones are uh, pretty good. Uh, folks folks Noah, like these characters. Noah and Seth uh, definitely predominantly in those they're very fun so uh you know go go check those out it's a good time um you can also check us out on all social media at mind Gap podcast and uh be sure to um you know check out our discord check out our patreon check out our merch and if you're you know doing the audio version of this wherever you're listening to this um you know be sure to rate and review you can find us on all podcast platforms you know apple podcast spotify good pods Podbean, pod your mom all that sort of stuff, you know, it's it's there. So 
you find it and listen to it, rate it, review it, all that good stuff. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, also, don't forget uh, to check out 2East8th.com and all their social media, plus loveandimprovfilm.com for all the updates on Justin and Drew's uh, feature film, Love and Improv, that will be coming out in the future. Um, looking forward to, to that coming to fruition and all that good stuff. So, um, Noah, thanks again for coming to be here, dude. It's always so much fun chatting with you. You're, you're a delightful human being. Uh, they, I love, I mean, I always say it every time, but I love being here. I love, I love conversing. I love chatting. Yeah. Just chatting. Just chatting. Yeah. Just talking. Just talking to each other. It's so good. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for being here. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> Sounds like guy. he called me out in chat. Yeah, yeah come on, just, man. Yeah, don't blow uh, up my spot. Yeah, Noah's always posting the the Overwatch news. Nice, nice. <laughs> you posting Overwatch news right now, buddy? Yeah, huh? you, well, you know, I I gotta do my job. My job All is right. to post Overwatch news, and there was yeah, news. literally a minute ago he was posting the news. There you go. All right, that's cool. Hey, you know what? I didn't know, and no one else knew. So congratulations, way to go. So that being said, I want to say Noah, thank you, thank Doug, you so much for being here. Doug, thank you. And to chat, I say thank you. To listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.